0: desert diaries hello arizona calling and this week i drove a truck got freezing cold failed to fry an egg oh and the ceiling fell in yeah none of those related i might add (laughs) so first things first you may remember last week i said as it was going to be so crazy hot here i was going to test out if the rumors were true that phoenix got so warm you could fry an egg on the bonnet of your car The short answer is no. (laughs) The slightly longer short answer is, well, maybe, but not me. And if you saw the Instagram story I made of the sorry incident at Sam Walker Radio, then you will see what a dog's dinner I made of the whole experience. I'd actually taken the car out of the garage and left it in 40 degree heat for a couple of hours to really warm that bonnet up. But no. No sizzling did not occur I think actually uh, the record was won by Phil in Folkestone hello Phil who told me he'd watched the liquid egg sliding off the side of the scorching bonnet into my cupped hands about 23 times <laughs> you could just about hear my squeals over the children's laughter so failure Hmm. However, this weekend, we do have an excessive heat warning. Obviously, anything between 40 and 45 isn't excessive heat in Arizona. It's hitting, though, 117 on Saturday, which is about 47 degrees. I mean, absolute nonsense, isn't it, for someone who's used to a Mancunian summer of slightly less drizzle than normal. So you never know. Maybe I will have a second egg frying attempt. Maybe. Watch this space. Also, this week I did actually have to wave goodbye to my car for a couple of days because it got recalled because of some fuel pump issue I didn't understand. And so I was given a courtesy car. And in true Arizona style, I was given a pickup truck. <laughs> oh, a pickup truck as a courtesy car. Again, snaps on Twitter. At Walker Sam. Oh, do you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved that car. Sorry, truck. Sorry, vehicle. It was a cement coloured, that's the actual name of the paint colour, cement. I love it even more. A cement coloured Toyota Tacoma that I got to drive, actually, for approximately 10 minutes because as soon as Dave saw it, he went full-on local and just went driving out into the desert to a place called Cave Creek in some mad boy's own adventure. I fully expected to get a call from Texas saying he wasn't coming back, such was his love for that truck. But to his massive disappointment, they fixed our family car a couple of days early and he had to give the truck back. (laughs) He was gutted. (laughs) And yep, in other disaster news, this week was the week the ceiling fell in. Woohoo! Midnight on Monday night, to be precise. We were fast asleep, and I was having a dream featuring a beautiful rushing waterfall. And as I started to come round, I realised, oh, hang on, the waterfall hasn't stopped rushing. Despite the fact I'm now awake and very much in my bed in the desert. Oh, no. We seem to have got quite proficient at quick thinking during emergencies, funny that. So within a minute we had a massive bucket, had mopped up the lake on our thankfully tiled floor and the four of us were stood staring, bleary eyed as water cascaded from the ceiling in, well, somewhat of a daze as you can imagine. You might have seen the video on social media with me wailing, please, can we just have a week where nothing happens? We realised the aircon must have frozen up and then the massive lump of ice thawed really rapidly because after about 20 minutes, the cascade stopped. Well, we left the bucket there, but we went back to bed. The next day, we messaged the landlord and, well, in the old house when the aircon broke down on the day we moved in, the evil one took two months of dodging and lies and ignoring us until he finally fixed it. It was horrible. And so it was with a heavy heart that we pressed send on that text. Well, he called us right back. Within 20 minutes, he was at our house. He then rushed off and came back with some complicated piece of kit that really annoyed the 12-year-old as it made a lot of noise. And she was trying to watch reruns of Bake Off, thank you. And within an hour, it was all fixed. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the relief to be dealing with a decent human being. I'm also not going to lie and say I'm just so nervous about what if he turns out to be horrible? It's amazing how you can get scarred by horrible people. But I'm working really hard to take him at face value and he does seem great so far. In fact, side note... Our landlord is actually a surgeon. We didn't realise this until a couple of days ago. A surgeon. How cool is that? Now, it does mean we have this really ridiculous notion that if we ever message him, it's going to be right in the middle of some complicated procedure in theatre, having accidentally left his mobile in his pocket, and he'll be, Nurse, please pass me that ding! <laughs> a really crucial moment. Thank you so much if you shared your commiserations for our burst ceiling on social media. But really, we are completely fine. One positive thing to come out of experiencing repeated massively horrible incidents is that you build resilience. And so once the initial shock of something going wrong has passed, it's pretty much water off a duck's back saying that. Don't get any ideas, universe. I am 100% for the quiet life for a while. Please. It's getting too hot to walk the dog up the mountain in the morning now. You'd have to haul yourself up and be out of the house by 5.30 in order to make it to the top and back before keeling over. And that is just a bit, well, at least an hour beyond what I'm capable of. So, we've taken to walking the dog out round the streets of our local neighbourhood. Bizarrely, amongst all the brilliantly named Cactus Roads and Sweetwater Boulevards, is a whole set of streets named after French writers and historical figures. My mind is boggling. I often walk past Voltaire Drive, Emile Zola Avenue, Joan of Arc Avenue and Victor Hugo Avenue. I'm not sure if one of the town planners once had a particularly memorable holiday in Paris or really, really enjoyed Les Miserables, But it's all a bit incongruous with ruddy great mountains and cacti everywhere. Despite getting up at the crack of sparrows, it is boiling by the time we get back home with a dog about 7.30. We've actually started to follow her lead and taken to jump straight into the swimming pool when we get back. I know, we are so lucky. But as I was hauling myself out of the water this morning, it occurred to me, I haven't shared with you, one of the maddest things about the climate here in Phoenix and a particular phenomenon Now, the reason I thought of it was because as I got out from my dip, I was shivering. Yeah, you heard it, shivering. Not a bit nippy, but uncomfortably actually cold in what was already 36 degree heat by about 745. What, you may ask? Well, the answer, science fans, is evaporative cooling. Now, we all remember swimming lessons as a kid in the local council pool changing rooms that were heated to approximately 10 degrees. So you'd be pulling on your school uniform over wet legs in an attempt not to turn into a block of ice. And I was used to being cold then when I got out of a pool. But I found it extraordinary that it would be so cold getting out of the water when you're getting out into such heat. The thing is, it's because Arizona is so hot and importantly, so dry that you feel so cold. Because as you leap out of the water, the moisture on your skin evaporates so quickly into the hot, dry air. It draws all the heat from your skin really quickly. And man, it is cold. You can look down and have goosebumps that, of course, within about two minutes, you're so hot again, you have to get back into the pool. (laughs) It's madness. Ooh, it's a hard life, eh? I'll see you in the desert.